Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, it's Autumn Miles with the Autumn Miles Show. I'm so glad you joined us today. I have peach nails today, and I am just ready to do this thing. A fresh coat of chemicals on my nails. <laughs> ready to do it today. I've got an uh, amazing word for you guys today. One that challenged me, but also um, I, just, I know that the Lord spoke to me um, through his word for you to hear this word. Okay. Um, you're going to have to listen closely because my topic today is going to be a little confusing. <laughs> you actually have to listen to the sentences that I say. I've actually said them so many times. Sometimes it's like, you know, that old um, saying, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Dan actually just said that. He's laughing. We're having a good time today. Um, but my my show today is about this. Is what you think you need actually what you need? Is what you think you need what you need? And I'm going to say that about 562 more times. Um, I'm going to tell you one thing that we need. <laughs> we need money to keep these, this thing on the air. Uh, we have heard from you guys so much. I got the most amazing. Dan, I got to read you this message. It was phenomenal. I got it this morning. The most amazing message um, from one of our listeners last night, uh, this morning. I saw it this morning. And I, I, I love to see the messages. Sometimes I don't get to see them. We have a team that answers. And of course, they, you know, they, they, they fill me in on what the messages say and stuff. This message was phenomenal. And it was one of those things that encouraged me in, in such a great way. This woman was really needing to hear from the Lord and um, basically clicked on one of my videos, which just happens to be the show that I'm recording today, and said it was exactly what she needed to hear at the exact moment. And that encourages me that we are right in line with what God is doing. It is, um, I find it such an honor and such a privilege when people comment on our social or they email us or they direct message us or something like that and say, you don't understand. This is exactly what I needed at this exact moment. God uses his word. And the Bible tells us he is watching over his word to perform it. And um, it was it was so encouraging to me. But in order to keep those stories going and in order to keep the show on the air, um, you know, we're listeners supported. So the money comes from y'all who listen on uh, on the regular or maybe just catch a one time show here and there. We're not offended, whichever one that you are. Um, and, and I think I used to be a little weird about asking for money because it's like, oh, you know, that preacher lady and asking for money, but I'm just not. We need it in order to do the ministry that God has called us to do. If God has laid it on your heart, you can go to our, um, our, what's that thing called? Website. 
<laughs> Automiles.com. You can click on donate and um, voila, there will be lots of options for you there. We love you, love you, love you so much. We pray for you. We are um, we are so for you. We are in your corner. I don't care what stage of faith that you're at. I don't care if you don't know the Lord. I don't care if you've uh, known the Lord for 70 years and you're about to celebrate your 90th birthday. We are in your corner and we are believing the best for you. Um, our, our show today, I want to kind of get to the text because I'm obsessed, y'all. I'm obsessed. I, I, I have for 20 years been obsessed with these tiny little nuggets in scripture that as a pastor's kid growing up, I should have heard. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how hundreds, uh, thousands of messages I'm sure I've listened to at this point in my life. Um, God, God's word is still revolutionary. Uh, we never reach the depth of the wisdom of God. No matter how many messages have been preached, no matter how many preachers have been preaching them, um, you can still find tidbits, even if you've been in church since you were an infant like myself, um, you can still find tidbits that you've never heard before. And it is I, I, the well of wisdom that is the living, breathing word of God astonish, astonishes me every day. This was one of those little nuggets. I think that I've, 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 I think I needed to here, but also I knew that God sort of wanted to get this message out. And um, so I want to be a good steward of this. What is what you think you need? What you actually need? Okay. Um, I have a lot of texts to go with this, but but I, I was sort of going over this idea. Sometimes we think we need something, but really we want it. And hang with me because this passage of scripture is going to be amazing. We think we need our husband to change because he is just driving us crazy. Okay. Um, but what we actually need is to grow in our patience and our understanding. We think we need that, um, extra money. We're begging and begging God provide for this area. But what we actually need is what we have and more faith. Um, we think we need, uh, our children to, you know, grow up in these great schools or, or you know, whatever, go to these Ivy League colleges or, or whatever it is. But maybe what our children actually need is to grow up in the school that they're in, learn a little life lessons because God knows what is coming for them when they get older. I will tell you this, and this just hit my head. I did not grow up in no Ivy League school. There's no problem. We didn't, we didn't wear uniforms. We, it was like, you know, for lunch, we got cardboard with what we thought was cheese on the top, like for pizza. I mean, you know, like our ranch dressing was green. I, I, you know, like I didn't grow up in a school that was, had a silver spoon in my mouth. Uh, I grew up in a, a small town in Indiana. Um, we went to school. My, my kids have what's called like these smart boards on the wall where they're teachers. I mean, that my kid's school is like ridiculous. I walk in and I'm like, do you know how, do you know how lucky you are to go to this school? Because mom, I had to walk two miles to school in the rain and in the snow. You know, I, I didn't grow up with this big old fancy school. But what I learned going to that school was street smarts. It was to listen to people. 
I, I, I was educated in how to handle people, how to communicate with people to bring pre- peace to a situation. And, and I'm sure my parents might have wanted me to go to a better school, but what I was learning was much more important than their desire to send me to an Ivy League school. I was learning skills I need to implement in leadership today so that I could do what I'm doing today. Is what you need what you actually need? Ooh, that was good. Y'all, that was good. Amen in the studio. Woo, that was good. That had the spirit of God on it. I want to go to uh, Exodus 16. I am going to read a lot of verses. So if you're on your way to Chipotle, just hang on for two seconds. Put a little pause on your podcast or whatever it is, um, because I think it is it is so important. Exodus 16 says this. Then they, the Israelites, set out from Elam and all the congregation of the sons of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month, after their departure from the land of Egypt, they're departed Egypt, they're out, their bondage, they're, they've, they've broken free, praise the Lord. The whole congregation of the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The sons of Israel said to them, would that we have died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt. When we sat there by pots of meat, when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Makes me so mad. Here God answered their exact request, and that wasn't good enough. They wanted to go back to Egypt in bondage just for the beef stew. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my goodness, grow past, see what actually God has done in your life. But this is where they are. Then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will reign bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them whether or not they will walk in my instructions on the sixth day when they prepare it, it will be twice as much as they gather for the Sabbath because he did not want them gathering on the Sabbath. So Moses and Aaron said to the sons of Israel at evening, you will know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning, you will see the glory of the Lord. He hears your grumblings against the Lord. And what are we that you grumble against us? Okay, so that is kind of setting the stage. Clearly, <clears throat> they uh, they are about to get rained down from heaven. The glory of the Lord's about to show up because they're about to eat themselves some manna. Okay, let's see what happens. And the Lord spoke to Moses, Exodus 16, 11, saying, I have heard the grumblings of the sons of Israel speak to them, saying, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So it came about at evening that the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a great layer of dew around the camp. Hang with me. When the layer of dew evaporated, behold, on the surface of the wilderness, there was a fine flake-like thing, fine as the frost of the ground. When Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, it is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord commanded. Hang with me. Gather of it, every man, as much as he should eat. You shall take an omer, one omer apiece, according to the number of the persons each of you have in his tent. 
The sons of Israel did so, and some gathered much and some little. I'm going to camp out on these verses. When they measured it with an omer, he who gathered much had no excess, and he who gathered little had no lack. Every man gathered as much as he should carry. And Moses said to him, let no man leave any of it until morning. Okay, here we go. So I read this passage and uh, I've I've read about the manna 752 times, times 752. Um, I I, I clearly hang out in the Old Testament a lot and I try to always couple it with the New Testament. Um, But this passage of scripture really, really got me. Maybe it's because I'm raising kids right now and my kids think they need everything. I'm like, you don't need that. You just want that. Let's learn the difference here, cupcake. But as I was reading through this scripture, one of the things you need to know in order to make sense of what I'm about to say is that is that manna the word manna actually means what is it when the Israelites went out to um in the morning and the dew settled down and all of a sudden there was this uh layer of this flake-like crusty whatever it was they looked around they said what is it and that is actually how manna got its name the literal translation of manna is what is it and i found that this was so interesting especially when we were looking at our own life here that the nation of israel was grumbling and complaining because they didn't have food they wanted food um uh which is clearly a need in order order to sustain life and they go out and they say what is it I couldn't get this out of my head because I think sometimes sometimes in our life we um we look at our circumstances and and you know we make these general statements like um I need more money I need a new car. I need this. I need that. And I felt very compelled and very uh, challenged by the question that is, Amanda, what is it that you actually need? The Israelites needed bread. God said, go and take one omer of bread, one omer omer of bread. And you will find later in the passage that those that went out and took more than one omer of bread, by that afternoon, the extra omers of bread that they took were uh, had worms in them and they went foul and they were disgusting. I thought of this as as me very particularly because I would be one of those people in the nation of Israel that would go out and I would gather like 64 omers, okay? I would get an omer from me, an omer for Cassie. I'd probably get Dan two omers because I like him a lot. Sorry, Cassie. Um, I, I, would, I, would, I would definitely get six or seven omers of, of manna for my kids. I would like store it up like a little chipmunk in my biblical um, pantry. And I, I would I would feel so good about myself. But then in the afternoon, I would go to my biblical pantry and I would open it up and I would smell this sense of foul and see these worms eating the substance that I had gathered for my mental security. I feel like this is exactly where we're at in our and uh, a lot of people's Christian lives today. God says, I am 
am going to provide your needs. Your needs, I promise to provide according to my riches in Christ Jesus. Your needs, I will meet them. I will meet them. But we, in our own human mindset, start to freak out. And in order for our own mental security, we replace a need for a want. So we're asking God for what we think we need, but it's not actually what we need because what we need is the exact omer that he has given us and maybe 700 omers of trust. What the Israelites need, what needed was one Omer. They didn't need six. They needed one Omer. And then they needed to trust that the same God that had provided that flake-like thing, what is it, manna for them that day, would show up the next day and would provide for them enough uh, manna for them to eat that day. And then would show up the next day and would provide the exact amount of manna they needed for that. And then would show up the next day. And then would show up the next day. They They didn't need the extra omers of manna. What they needed was one omer for that day, and they needed trust to understand and to believe that God, in fact, would show up the next day, just like he had shown up that day. What they thought they needed, they didn't need. What they thought they needed. They didn't need it all. They needed something greater. Now, this brings me to the point that I'm basically obsessed with. Um, We all know this person, okay? We all know the person that gathers excess omers, okay? I'm an excess omer person, Cassie would. She'd have like, you know, she'd have a semi with like, you know, a truck full of, you know, she would be, she would be prepared. Okay. She's one of those people. I will be prepared for the one, like when the end of the world comes, I'm going to Cassie's house. Cause you know, she's got canned goods for three years. Um, you know, there, there are those people. And then there's these people. God says that I can take an Omer. I am not worthy of an Omer. I'm going to take for the benefit of the entire world, half of an Omer. Because I am not worthy of exactly what God tells me I can have. Now, these kind of people are hilarious to talk to because you actually, they're really, really good at talking to you. And I know I'm offending half of you, and that's okay. You can email Cassie. No name on me. Um, That's okay. But we have these people. What we think we're doing is humble. What we think we're doing is, um, you know, we are being the bigger person. We're only going to take a half an omer. omer. So these crazy six omer people will, will get what they want. And we're going to be modest and we're going to, we're not going to take enough, but God says you can take a full Omer. So when it comes to people that don't take enough in this passage of scripture, God still levels it out in his goodness to give them the same amount of manna that he gave the people that gathered more. And this is what that tells me about God. Our inheritance in Christ, what he says we can take, we can take. When we say I'm not worthy of his grace, I'm not worthy of that forgiveness, I'm not worthy of that thing, um, that, that, um, that second chance, I'm not worthy of that second marriage, I'm not worthy to have a baby because I've aborted one in my past. I'm not worthy of that. What God 
God does is in his grace, he makes up the difference for us. So it doesn't matter what you think you need, what you think you're worthy of, what you think you should take from from the hand of God. God will give it to you Anyway, this is this whole thing of these people taking half of an omer because, oh, my goodness, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to ask for God more than than um, than I should. I'm just going to take this little piece. I'm just going to live on this little amount of money. I'm going to live super humble or whatever. When God says you can have a full omer omer to me. To me, when I talk to people like that and I know there's humble people and it's great. But there is a sense of. False humility here. You're going to hate me for saying that. When you believe you're not worthy of the forgiveness of Christ, or you're not worthy of the grace of God, I will never forget. I was a half Omer person after I uh, got divorced, and I will never forget. I think I actually shared this on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'll never forget struggling with receiving the full Omer of God's grace and forgiveness in my life. After I had been abused and kicked out of my church and divorced my husband, I struggled with it so much. It was not humility that I was experiencing. It was false humility, which was actually pride when someone came up to me and said, Autumn, you actually think that you're actually so prideful to think that your sin is greater than Jesus's sacrifice. I will never forget that. Here I was thinking I was being super humble and yes, I did not feel worthy, but it is prideful to think That we don't, we can't enjoy false humility. We can't enjoy what God says is specifically ours. I love this point. I know everyone's going to hate me for it, but I just feel like someone needs to say it sometimes. Um, Are you actually being humble like Moses was? Moses Moses, uh, tells us that Moses was the most humble man that ever walked the face of this earth. And you know what he did? He walked in his calling. He walked in the uh, ability to, um, to lead the nation of Israel. Was he humble about it? Yes. Did he not feel worthy? No, he didn't feel worthy, but he He did do it. He took exactly what God told him to take. He did exactly what God told him to do. He didn't say, I'm not going to do that because I'm less than. He believed God. When God says you can have an omer of grace, you better take that omer. When God says, I have this inheritance set aside for you as laid out in the Old and New Testament, you better take it. Don't be too prideful to think. That what God has said that you could have is not yours because it is. That's got fire on it, y'all. That's got fire on it. And you're going to hate me for it. And that's okay. Um, So I ask you this, manna. What is it that you need? What is it? What is it? Do you need your husband's change or do you need... Do you need to deal with some stuff in your past so that you can have a different perspective when it comes to your marriage? Do you really need that car or those likes or that position or that job in order to make you feel worthy? Or do you need 
to actually, for the first time in your life, read the scriptures and believe that you are all God says you are. You don't need that stuff to make you significant. You need to read the pages of God's word and internalize the promises therein and the identity that is set out before us as a son and a daughter of of the king of kings. Do you need what you think you need? Or is what you need actually something greater? I don't know about you, but sometimes God doesn't answer my prayer. And I'm like, but God, I really need this in my life. And it will not be a week or two later that God shows me a greater need that I had. But all I could see was the financial breakthrough. All I could see was the breakthrough on my team. All I could see was the breakthrough in vision. But what I actually needed was to look at God in a different way, was to understand him in a different and a new way. What is it, manna? What do you need? Seek him. I'm not going to lie. I um, put this out on my social media. There's a selfie video on it there. And got a lot of negative pushback. And sometimes these truths are hard to hear. But I will not back down from what I believe that God's word is saying me is saying to me. I this show is about bold truth and raw faith and I will be a good steward of what God tells me to share and no no please it is always shared after I've heard the lesson been challenged and convicted of it myself. I love you more than you know. I pray for you all the time. We love you so much. I'll see you tomorrow right back here on The Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.